Welcome to Holdness Word Methodist Church Audio Worship. The audio you are about to hear is taken from our service, broadcast on the 27th of December 2020. Good morning and welcome to our final Worship at Home service for 2020. I'm sure we're all looking forward to 2021 and what it might bring. Today's service is going to use reflections and poems written by others. But we hope you will be able to take something away from the readings. Lord Jesus Christ, for your coming among us, your gift of life and the peace, joy, hope and love you offer to all, we worship you. We praise you that you are still good news, glad tidings not, not just for others but for us, with heart and soul all that we are, together we acclaim you. Amen. We're now going to hear our reading for today. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him from the skies. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all the armies of heaven. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you twinkling stars. Praise him, skies above. Praise him, vapours high above the clouds. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord. For he issued his command and they came into being. He set them in place for ever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth. You creatures of the ocean depths, fire and hail, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey him, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth and all people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men and young women, old men and children. Let them all praise the name of the Lord, for his name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made his people strong, honouring his faithful ones, the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. Amen. A reflection called The Arrival by Max Lucado. The noise and bustle began earlier than usual in the village. As night gave way to dawn, people were already on the streets. Vendors were positioning themselves on the corners of the most heavily travelled avenues. Store owners were unlocking the doors to their shops. Children were awakened by the excited barking of the street dogs and the complaints of donkeys pulling carts. The owner of the inn had awakened earlier than most in the town. After all, the inn was full, all the beds taken. Every available mat or blanket had been put to use. Soon, all the customers would be stirring and there would be a lot of work to do. One's imagination is kindled 
thinking about the conversation of the innkeeper and his family at the breakfast table. Did anyone mention the arrival of the young couple the night before? Did anyone ask about their welfare? Did anyone comment on the pregnancy of the girl on the donkey? Perhaps. Perhaps someone raised the subject. But at best it was raised, not discussed. There was nothing novel about them. They were possibly one of several families turned away that night. Besides, who had time to talk about them when there was so much excitement in the air? Augustus did the economy of Bethlehem a favour when he decreed that a census should be taken. Who could remember when such commerce had hit the village? No, it is doubtful that anyone mentioned the couple's arrival or wondered about the condition of the girl. They were too busy. The day was upon them. The day's bread had to be made. The morning's chores had to be done. There was too much to do to imagine that the impossible had occurred. God had entered the world as a baby. Yet, were someone to chance upon the stable on the outskirts of Bethlehem that morning, what a peculiar, peculiar scene they would behold. The stable stinks like all stables do. The stench of urine, dung, and she breaks pungently in the air. The ground is hard, the hair scarce. Cobwebs cling to the ceiling, and a mouse scurries across the floor. Um, a more lowly place of birth could not exist. Off to one side sits a group of shepherds. They sit silently on the floor, perhaps perplexed, perhaps in awe, no doubt in amazement. An explosion of light from heaven and a symphony of angels had interrupted their night watch. God goes to those who have time to hear him. So on this cloudless night, he went to simple shepherds. Near the young mother sits a weary father. If anyone is dozing, he is. He can't remember the last time he sat down. And now that the excitement has subsided a bit, now that Mary and the baby are comfortable, he leans against the wall of the stable and feels his eyes grow heavy. He still hasn't figured it all out. The mystery of the event puzzles him. But he hasn't the energy to wrestle with the questions. What's important is that the baby is fine and that Mary is safe. As sleep comes, he remembers the name that the angel told him to use. Jesus. We will call him Jesus. Wide awake is Mary. My, how young she looks. Her head rests on the soft leather of Joseph's saddle. The pain has been eclipsed by wonder. She looks into the face of the baby, her son, her lord. 
his majesty. At this point in history, the human being who best understands who God is and what he is going to do is a teenage girl in a smelly stable. She can't take her eyes off him. Somehow, Mary knows she is holding God. So, this is he. She remembers the words of the angel. His kingdom will never end. He looks like anything but a king. His face is prunish and red. His cry, though strong and healthy, is still the helpless and piercing cry of a baby. And he is absolutely dependent upon Mary for his well-being. Majesty in the midst of the mundane. Holiness in the filth of sheep manure and sweat. Divinity entering the world on the floor of a stable, through the womb of a teenager and in the presence of a carpenter. She touches the face of the infant God. How long was your journey? This baby had overlooked the universe. These rags keeping him warm were the robes of eternity. His golden throne room had been abandoned in favour of a dirty sheep pen. And worshipping angels had been replaced with kind but bewildered shepherds. Meanwhile, the city hums. The merchants are unaware that God is visiting their planet. The innkeeper would never believe that he had just sent God into the cold. And the people would scoff at anyone who told them the Messiah lay in the arms of a teenager on the outskirts of their village. They were all too busy to consider the possibility. Those who missed his majesty's arrival that night missed it not because of evil acts or malice. No, they missed it because they simply weren't looking. Little has changed in the last 2,000 years, has it? Billy Graham, the evangelist, said there are three symbols which mean Christmas, the real meaning of Christmas. The first is the cradle. In words which are familiar to us, the Bible describes God in human flesh, in the person of a tiny baby. There in Bethlehem were cradled the hopes and dreams of a dying world. Those chubby little hands were soon to open blind eyes, unstop deaf ears and still troubled seas. Those tiny feet were to take him to the sick and needy and were to be pierced on the cross at Calvary. That cradle in remote Bethlehem became the link that bound a lost world to a loving God. The cross. There was both light and shadow on that first Christmas. There was joy with overtones of sadness because Jesus was born to die. When approaching the cross, Jesus said, to this end I was born, and for this cause I came into the world. To Christians, the joy of Christmas is not limited to his birth. It was his death and resurrection that gave meaning to his birth. It is in the cross 
that the world can find a solution to its problems. The crown. Jesus was crowned with a crown of thorns and enthroned on a cruel cross. Yet his assassins did something, perhaps unwittingly. They placed an inscription over his cross in Greek, Latin and Hebrew. This is the King. Yes, Christ is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and he's coming back some day. He will not come as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem. The next time he comes it will be in a blaze of glory and he will be crowned Lord of all. Cradle, cross, crown. Let them speak to you. Let the power of him who came to us at Christmas grip you and change your life. In our prayers today, to the words, May your light shine, please respond with and reveal to us your glory. To the words, May your light shine, please respond with and reveal to us your glory. Let's pray. At this joyful Christmas time, we welcome Jesus the Christ into our lives and listen to the message of good news that he brings. We pray for the whole Church of God, for our leaders and teachers, and all who inspire and lead us in the ways of love and truth. May your light shine and reveal to us your glory. We pray for the whole of God's beautiful world. May we become better stewards of creation. We pray that it may not be too late to heal those places we have damaged by our greed and negligence. Give us eyes to see beyond our own horizons. May your light shine and reveal to us your glory. We pray for the hungry of the world. May we find ways to share the earth's bounty more equally. May we find practical ways to support and encourage justice. Give us hearts and minds to respond to the cry and needs of the poor. May your light shine and reveal to us your glory. We pray for our families and loved ones. May we be bearers of peace in our homes and with our neighbours. Give us the voice to sing in harmony and blessing with those around us. May your light shine and reveal to us your glory. We pray for those who suffer in mind, body or spirit. May we be symbols of light to those whose lives are in darkness. You have given us eyes and ears to notice the pain around us. You have given us hands to do your healing work. Help us to use them. May your light shine and reveal to us your glory.
We give thanks for all the saints and those who have gone before us. Make our feet to follow in their paths, so that we may continue their good works. Be with us this day, and in the days to come, that we may know your presence with us. May your light shine, and reveal to us your glory. Amen. Join me as we say the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. A Christmas Day Prayer by Robert Louis Stevenson Loving Father, help us to remember the birth of Jesus, that we may share in the song of the angels, the gladness of the shepherds, and the worship of the wise men. Close the door of hate and open the door of love all over the world. Let kindness come with every gift and good desires with every greeting. Deliver us from evil by the blessing which Christ brings and teach us to be happy with clean hearts. May this Christmas make us happy to be your children with grateful thoughts, forgiving and forgiven. For Jesus' sake. Amen. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you today and forevermore. Amen. Have a lovely new year and I look forward to seeing you all in 2021.